For the quintessence of Ireland, head to the far west, the city of Galway, the rocky and desolate region called the Burren, and the dramatic Cliffs of Moher. And then, off the coast, the romantic and remote Aran Islands. To stoke our travel dreams and to answer our questions as we consider the scenic west of Ireland, with Galway as our springboard, we're joined in our studio by two Irish guides, Stephen McPhillamy and Pascal Fitzpatrick. Stephen and Pascal, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Rick. Great to be here. You know, every corner of Ireland has its scenic thrills, and it's filled with local color, that's for sure. What's unique and special about the West? Pascal? It's the coastline. It's the rugged coastline, the the beauty of it, and the people that live on the West. It's just a fantastic area. How how would the people of the West be distinguished? Because all the Irish people are welcoming, I think. Yeah, well, they always say the West of every country is a bit wild, westish, and the West of Ireland is especially so. The people are lively there and their their dancing is a bit more energetic, I think. They're slightly less conservative over there, you know, more liberal maybe in every okay. way. And as Pascal said, the land is rugged and I think that's reflected in the personalities of the people there. Nice. Now, if you had three days in the West, how would you prioritise? What would you do, just very briefly? Well, I definitely would include Galway City. I like Galway. It's a good gateway to Connemara region, north of Galway, and it's a good gateway to the Aran Islands. And it's also a good base for exploring the Burren and the Cliffs of Moher. Okay, so those are the big sites. And to get there, um, Pascal, from Dublin, how, how accessible is Galloway? It's very accessible. Now, there's a new motorway you could drive. If you're hiring a car, you could be there in two hours. There's also a train from Dublin that'll get you up to Galway as well. Or if you fly into Shannon in County Clare, you can also get the train or the bus up under an hour. So okay. it's very accessible. It is yeah. very accessible. And then Galway, as Stephen said, would be your springboard. That's really the only city of any size out there. It is in that region. It is definitely. It's a big city for Ireland, just under 80,000, but a very walkable city. You can get around it and foot very easily. Take me on a quick little walk. What would you see? What's it like? I would start off at the top of Air Square, beautiful little JFK park there, mm-hmm. and then head down. JFK, oh, John F. Kennedy Park. He was, yeah. He, he JFK came there in 63 and mm-hmm. made a very powerful speech in the park. So mm-hmm. the park was named after him. And then? And then I would walk down what was known as High Street. This street changes its name as you're walking down, but it's High Street, Shop Street, and then down to Key Street. There's some fantastic things to explore on that street, from restaurants to bars for the trad music, and it's a street that's full of life with buskers out singing their songs and playing their instruments. And that's just fantastic street to explore. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Galloway in the west of Ireland. Our guides are Stephen McPhillamy and Pascal Fitzpatrick. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Ed's calling in from Santa Clarita in California. Hi, Rick. Hello, gentlemen. How are you all? Hi, Ed. How are you? Greetings, Ed. Have you been to Galway? I've been to Galway two or three times. Uh, once by motor coach and twice by train. I must say that it's one of the most delightful towns in the entire country. Not quite as crowded as, say, Dublin or even Cork or Belfast, but uh, just a lively city, lots of cafes, lots of bars, very friendly, and lots of things to do. Just a very enchanting place to visit. So specifically, what were some of the things you did there that you enjoyed? Well, we came in on the train around lunchtime, so the first thing we did was uh, take a stroll down uh, down the high street, and we found a nice little cafe, and I think we had a couple of sandwiches, and then after that, of course, we had to follow that up with a pint at the local pub. Actually, we just spent about three to four hours just walking the city. It's a very good town for strolling and uh, window shopping and visiting the locals. Steamy eateries, great music in the pubs, and down by the uh, harbor front or the, the riverside, it's just like a little park, and on a nice day, people are out picnicking. It's just a, it's a festival of life. It's a great place it just is. to people watch. 
It's pretty youthful, isn't it, Ed? It is very youthful. If I'm not mistaken, gentlemen, you'll probably correct me. It is a college town, correct? That's it right. is indeed, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Plenty of students there. Oh, yeah. Very young crowd, and but a very lively place as well. I would just say that it's uh, very friendly and very enchanting and uh, lots of things to do and a, a great place to spend the day, but if I had it to do over again, I would probably spend the night and uh, visit mm-hmm. more of the scenery there. I think what I'm picking up from all three of you is that it's lively on the streets. There's not a lot of earth-shaking sites, no museums you just have to see. It's just uh, there's a, an energy there, and it's a good practical springboard for venturing beyond that. Stephen, does that make sense to you from a sightseeing point of view? Yeah, absolutely. Galway is a city that you have to just experience. You've got to stay there to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you mean you have to, you know, experience the people and the restaurants and everything, but it's a great base for getting up into Connemara. What would yeah. you do in a day trip up to Connemara? Well, I'd head north into a village called Kong, uh-huh. C-O-N-G, about one hour north of Galway. Could you make like a one a one day road trip uh, looping out north from Galway? Absolutely, you could head up to Kong and then on into what's called Kylemore Abbey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of referred to as Ireland's Taj Mahal. It's this glorious, majestic building out in the beautiful wild Connemara Mountains. There's peat bogs there. You'll see people cutting turf by hand. Occasionally, there's lovely lakes and forests and mountains. And then you can come back in via the coast down by a town called Clifton, and you're going through villages there in the Gaeltacht, which are Irish speaking to a large extent. So a Gaeltacht, specifically, what is that? Uh, that's a, a region or area designated for protection by the Irish government because they speak the Irish language or the Gaelic language there. Uh-huh. So they actually do speak Gaelic as their first language in some of these Yeah, no, small pockets, of course, not right. huge amounts. But right. uh, in Galway City and in the region, there'll be plenty of people well able to speak the language, and you will hear it being spoken, thankfully. You'll but, see signs in two languages. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. All right, well, there's a good idea. Getting back to Galway in the evening because there's great pub music and nice restaurants there and so on. Yeah, and it's also a good base for going out to the Aran Islands. There's three lovely islands out in the bay. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Ed, thanks for your call. You're quite welcome. Take care. Don's on the line, calling in from San Francisco. Hi, Rick. Good to speak to you again. Yeah, nice to talk to you. What's your um, thoughts on the the highlights of the west of Ireland? Well, from Galway, uh, I'm so glad that I went to Inishmore. I took your advice and went to Inishmore. So that's the Aran Islands that Stephen was just starting to talk about. Uh, and, and you went to the big island, Inishmore? Inishmore, and the best thing about it was I slept over. Because most people just go over on a day trip, they get their bicycles, and they they head one way, but I went the other way because I had all day. So I just went away from the crowds. But that night I was in a pub and everybody spoke Gaelic. It was amazing. So the tourists all took the boat back to Galway and they made their day trips and then you stayed the night and you become one of the uh, special travelers that really get to know the locals. Exactly. It was really fantastic. And the place I stayed was right next to, near the pub and there were two donkeys in the front yard. I mean, (laughs) you couldn't ask for better. I think I know that place. There's not a lot of pubs with a couple of donkeys in the front yard. Inishmore is small, isn't it, Pascal? It is. It is. And the bicycle is is the way to go. So uh, tell us, uh, Donna, just what did you do to fill a day when you were on this little island off the west coast of Ireland? I spent the whole day on the bicycle. I just went around, and there's this couple of forts there. Dunangus, I think it's one Dun-Angus of Dunangus Fort, yes. Yeah. And there's another one, which I liked even better, I think, the Black Fort. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's hard to get to, but if you can find it <laughs> and make the effort, it's well worth it. So, Stephen, tell us, about, tell us about Dunangus, Stephen, as a, as a tour guide, because this is just a spectacular site. Yeah, it's a real blockbuster up at the top of a cliff. It's basically like the cliffs of Moher with a, a fort on top of it. And 
It's a semicircular fort. Some people say that it was a circular fort that fell into the ocean. That never happened, but you could imagine that happening. It looks like half a fort yeah. on the and cliff. Yeah, it's really dramatic up there and just beautiful. And your people sort of, they crawl to the edge and they look over and hundreds of feet sheer drop down into this wild Atlantic. And Can you still do that? Because at the Cliffs of Moher, they keep the tourist back now. You can edge. still do it. And yes. you're looking, Not saying you should do it, no, but you can still do it. but you're looking straight down at the birds and the surf and it's literally straight down that cliff. Oh, it's just putting shivers just, in my right back of now, my neck right, right now. Right now, I'm getting, it. I'm just shaking. It's yeah. so beautiful and exciting. And how old is that fort? Uh, it's um, Iron Age fort, so it's probably two and a half, three thousand years old. It's so old that we don't even know whatever happened there. Was it a fort? Was it a, a residence? Was it a place of worship and ritual? It just goes back so far into our ancient history. Wow. The imagination can run wild. And Don, what was the highlight for you of going to the uh, Erin Islands? really that bike ride when I got to there was some little church like the ruins of a church it's just so remote it really is incredible and And get away from the tourists it's humble it's humble I mean the people were were so poor and and the and the landscape was so bleak Pascal they had to make their own dirt didn't they when they were farming they did indeed and it's just it's like going back in time when you go over there and you're cycling around on your bicycle and you're seeing the horse and cart coming at you It's, it's, it's fantastic but it's part of the burn, or it used to be an extension of the burn. So there, there wasn't very much earth there. So the farmers used to take the stones away, and you see lots of stone walls, and build, make a field out of basically seaweed and sand. Very, very hard work. So you get the seaweed and the sand, you mix together, you wait for it to rot, and you that, can grow your potatoes. That's it. That's and then it, you don't that, starve. All you wanted to do was not starve. I didn't survive. That was Whoa. it. Thank you for your call, Don. Okay, Rick. Thank take, you. Take care. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about the west of Ireland. We're with Pascal Fitzpatrick and Stephen McPhillamy. And Pascal, you just mentioned the Burren. We're talking about some very stark islands off of the coast. The Burren is equally stark, but not off the coast. What is no, the Burren? The Burren is a region in County Clare, and it's just like a stark landscape. Uh, it's very famous for the flowers that grow there because you have flowers that shouldn't be growing side by side, like Mediterranean and Antarctic flowers growing right side by side. And what always amazes me when I see the burn, I have this image of what maybe the moon looks like. And it's farmland. It's an actual farm. People are farming it. And traditionally in Ireland, we take our cattle indoors in the wintertime, whereas the, the farmers in County Clare and the burn, they do the opposite. They put their cattle out on the burn because the grass grows there all year round. And it's just this, if you have a guide or a guidebook, you can see all of the different flowers. And oh, yes, it's, yeah. It's spectacular, yeah, really. spectacular. And at glance, it looks just like a bunch of rocks. It just you, looks like a gray, gray rocks everywhere. No trees, no, no flowers, nothing. But when you look deeper into the creeks, you can see trees and you can see flowers. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking about Galway in the west of Ireland. Our guides are Pascal Fitzpatrick and Stephen McPhillamy. And I'd like to finish our conversation just with a little bit of advice on traditional music because the beautiful way to cap your experience in Ireland, especially in the west, is to go to a pub and enjoy some trad. What would your tip be for a place to go and an experience to have very quickly in the west of Ireland? Stephen McPhillamy. My top three would be Galway City Centre, great pubs there, Doolin is seen as one of the epicenters of Irish music, as is Ennis, which is only an hour away by car or by, by bus. Doolin, D-O-O-L-I-N, yeah. and Ennis, Ennis E-N-N-I-S, and Pascal. In one of those towns at a pub, 
Describe the scene that makes it worth the trip. If you walk into the bar in Doolan, for instance, it's a small little village, you'd walk in, you'd see the hearth fire over in the corner with the peat, the turfs uh, burning away. The smell of that is a very, very unique smell. And maybe it could be an open session. You could have five or six musicians just sitting around playing their instruments, singing the song. And then you hear people chatting and talking to each other and just having what we would say a good night's crack. And suddenly they'll hush the pub down. A musician will go, shh, shh, shh and they'll hush the pub down, and somebody sitting there will just stand up and sing a song. That's just something really, really unique about Ireland. I this think. would Good be an a cappella song? Yes. So yeah. everybody is quiet, no just more musicians? No more musicians, nobody talking, and just hearing them sing. And that song might tell a story. What well, might the theme of that song be? Oh, it could. It, we tell our history through our music. And it's a kind of communion together. Everybody is yeah. one. Yeah. It's a really, really special moment when that happens in a bar. I love it. Galway, the west coast of Ireland. It's really a wonderful way to round out your experience in Ireland. Pascal Fitzpatrick, Stephen McPhillamy, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much, Rick. Go to thanks, Rick. Thank you. Hey, I'm Rick Steves, and I love art. And in my new book, Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, I share my favorites with gorgeous photos and vivid descriptions. It's all in Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, Art for the Traveler. It's available now at ricksteves.com.